welcome back to the podcast. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at the letter of James. Now, we live in a world that tells us what to think day by day. Is that something a Christian should just live with? Well, James in this letter, he wants to warn us about double-mindedness, living as if we are a Christian and a non-Christian at the same time. So let's dive in and hear what he has to say. Well, last Sunday, uh, we started to look at the letter of James. And we saw that James is writing to give wisdom to his readers. Like a, a father to a son, James is writing to give advice. But this advice is more than just some pearls of wisdom from someone who's older. This is wisdom from God. Biblical wisdom. Wisdom that comes from knowing God and knowing that God is in control. And last week we saw that Christians are to consider it pure joy when they face trials of many kinds. Because perseverance leads to maturity and to completeness. And that would result in not lacking anything. Now perhaps as we were looking at that last week... A thought crossed your mind. I don't think I could always consider it pure joy. I wish I could do these things, you might be thinking. Well, the good news is that James continues in verse 5 with what to do if you feel that way. So let's read James chapter 1 and we're going to read the first 12 verses again just to keep it in context. James chapter 1 going down to verse 12. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. To the twelve tribes scattered among the nations. Greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation, since they will pass away like a wild flower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because, having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. So, James can start this section in verse 5 by reminding us to ask God for wisdom. I think it's quite common to hear this passage prayed before a meeting. It might go something like this. uh, Father, please give us wisdom in the decisions we're about to make. In fact, I think I've prayed that a few times myself. And it is a good prayer to pray. But in context, that's not exactly what James is meaning here. As we've seen, as we've just come out of verse 4, this section has to be connected to what he said previously. And as we've said, wisdom is a big part of James's letter. And we've said that wisdom comes from knowing God and knowing that God is in control. It helps us to be single-minded. And James actually talks about uh, this wisdom specifically in this letter. Quickly turn with me into chapter 3, verses 13 to 18. Just notice what he says about wisdom here. 
James 3, 13 to 18. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbour bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. From where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. You see here there's two wisdoms on display. Earthly wisdom, verse 15, which is unspiritual, it's demonic. It produces disorder and every evil practice. And there's heavenly wisdom, which is pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. In fact, that wisdom, it sounds, doesn't it, like the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians, what God's Holy Spirit produces in every Christian. Turn back with me back to chapter 1, where we are this evening, uh, James chapter 1. See, when James is talking about wisdom, we can assume he's talking about heavenly wisdom. I hope that's a given. So when you're wishing that you could do what verses 1 to 4 say, when you're wishing that you could consider trials as pure joy, when you're wondering whether you're being impacted too much by the world around you, well, it's wisdom that you need. You need heavenly change. You need help from God's Spirit. You see, this godliness rather than decision making help is being spoken about here. This is remembering who God is and that he's in control, being single-minded in following God. If you lack the Christian attitude then, James says here, you can ask God to bring you back to the truth. Asking God to help you walk in step with the Spirit, not to walk like the world around us. Help us to consider trials as pure joy. And how will God answer that prayer? As we ask for wisdom, as we ask for help in godliness, what will God do? Have a look down at verse 5. God will give it. Not only that, he'll give it generously. To all without finding fault. See, that's a prayer we can pray. And it's a prayer we can know will be answered, James says. As we strive to live wisely, as we strive to live a single-minded life, God's going to give us the help we need. And therefore, we don't need to doubt. There's no point in hedging your bets. God says he will do it. So you can put 100% of your trust in that. You can take it to the bank. You see, to doubt in verse 8 is to be double-minded. As we said, that's a really important phrase in James's letter. It's one of his key phrases here. A double-minded person is uh, a doubter, is someone who's like the waves of the sea. They come in and they go straight out again. They never stay still, in and out. They take a spoon of godliness and they try and mix it with a pinch of worldliness, hoping that both combined will do the trick. I'll take a bit of godliness here and a bit of worldliness there. I'll put my Christian life over in this room and I'll keep the love of the world on this side. I'll be godly in my parenting, but not in my work life. See, double-mindedness is madness, isn't it, when you think about it? One person has said that you can't really be double-minded about anything and hope that it succeeds. For example, just try being double-minded about dieting. I'm going to spend 10 hours in the gym this week and I'm going to have 10 Big Macs on the way home. I'm going to be super trim and super sized. 
It just doesn't work, does it? We either want godliness or we don't. There's no fence in between. Don't be caught being double-minded, warns James. And therefore, verse 7, well, that person shouldn't expect to receive anything from the Lord. So pray in faith. Don't pray with small print. You know, the kind of thing you get in those TV adverts. This shampoo has made me feel so much better. Small print may cause hair loss. Don't pray like that. Don't pray, Father, make me holy, but not yet. Instead, pray that God would fill every area of your life. And if we pray that sincerely, James says, God will answer that prayer. James 1 verse 5 is actually really important for the whole letter. It's a promise that we can hold on to as we go through this letter here. Let me read it for us one more time. James chapter 1 verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Let's take that verse and commit it to memory, put it on our fridge, write it on our phones, make it our wallpaper. It's a really important promise there, isn't it? So what can we pray off the back of this? Once again, I think James has made that a pretty easy task for us. It's to ask God for wisdom, isn't it? We should ask God for wisdom in living his way, wisdom in knowing our place in the world, wisdom, godliness, single-mindedness in every situation. Let's pray for wisdom that enables us to be single-minded in following God so that we'll be mature, complete and lacking nothing. Well, hopefully that gave us some things to think about. Join us again next week. Hey, baby.